This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We are going to be in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 12, starting there at verse 46. And uh, I want to just say thank you, Lord, for all the mothers in the house. Amen. Got two generations here, and we give God praises for keeping you thus far in your life. He's able. Amen. God is so good, better to us than we've been to ourselves. What a marvelous, gracious God we serve. Matthew 12, verses 46 through 50. We're yet in our spiritual maturity series, and we want to look prophetically at where our church is right now and how God is working to birth us by his spirit. And thank God for the imagery in the word of God for new birth. Uh, We need new life, new birth. Even if we're saved, we still yet need the experience of new births, multiple births as God stretches us, grows us up more, trims off what is not needed that impedes the growth and helps us to grow more. He often has to cut dead things out of our life and then new fruit can come even better. So I'm thanking God that I've experienced that in my life. Newness. God gives you an assignment. It's way bigger than you. And you wonder how in the world. But God is able. We depend on him. Sometimes we have to learn new skills. Amen. And uh, God will, amen, help the old dog learn new tricks. Yes, he will. He will help us, amen, shake us up and loosen us up to help us grow right on up. So I'm thanking God for this scripture in Matthew 12, 46 through 50, reading to your hearing from the King James Version. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Jesus had one desire, they had another. And here we see in verse 47, Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto them that told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. We're going to be emphasizing prophetically here through these verses of Scripture that as a female parent that brings life into the world, so must this church, this local assembly, and even the Lord's great church worldwide, amen, must become the nurturer of new ministry ground. And this is going to be done as the Holy Spirit ushers in the title of this message, the birth of new ministry ground. Amen. I can sense the birthing of new ministry ground, the gestation period has begun and the Holy Ghost is working on us through you know the first second third trimester my God and he's working my God three times three equals nine 
nine is that number for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost wants to do a new work. Yes, he does. And God is going to help us to realize the difference between family and family. My God, we see in these verses, he's giving us the wisdom of that. The mother and brothers of Jesus depicted naturally and spiritually so. These verses describe a seemingly commonplace incident in which Jesus's family comes to speak to him. Why had they come? Uh, Mark may give us a deeper clue. Some of Jesus's friends, in other words, his kinsmen or relatives, decided he was out of his mind when they saw how focused he was on his ministry. So, as it seems, uh, his own family came to take him away quietly, as revealed in Mark, and uh, they second-guessed him about his ministry, as noted in John. Uh, in Mark 3, verses 20, 21, then 31 through 35 in the King James Version, uh, prepared faith is more important than prepared food. We must keep that in mind as I read this. Prepared faith is more important than what? Prepared food. So verse 20, it says, And the multitude cometh together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold of him. For they said, He is beside himself. And now jump down to verses 31 through 35 yet in the King James Version. There came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him. And the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren without seek for thee. They're out there looking for you. Verse 33. And he answered them, saying, who is my mother or my brethren? And he looked around about them, which sat about him and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. When told that his mother and brothers were waiting outside to speak with him, notice that the Lord responded by asking a question. Who is my mother and who? are my brothers. Then pointing to his disciples, he said, whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. In John 7, verses 2 through 9, uh, we must think about this. The Lord's faith came before fame, fortune, and family. Now go to verse 2. It says here, Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. He apparently had been doing some types of miracles and such and works that the other people did not see. His immediate family saw it. And here are his brothers suggesting this thing that he, you know, be seen. Verse four, for there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. 
for neither did his brethren believe in him. See, they didn't really spiritually worship God. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. But these brothers are in the in the flesh and they're looking for, you know, worldly acclaim and notoriety and such. Jesus answered to them in verse six. He said unto them, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. It's always there. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth. Because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up to the feast. Go ye up unto the feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. You say, y'all want to go? Go on ahead. I'm not going yet. Amen. (laughs) Verse 9. When he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. They're just letting us know of the setting of which what town he was yet in. Jesus was focused on the will of his heavenly father, not the intellect of the crowd, not the intellect of the in crowd, because there's a subcultural notoriety that we may attain towards and, uh, you know, become the one. And we point to each other. You're the man, you know, stuff like that, we say. Uh, Jesus went the way of the Holy Spirit, not the whims of being wonderful or being thrown off with that. Now to begin to walk in a wayward kind of way and do wayward works, pleasing people instead of God. Now, this is a meditative message, so it won't be that long. I have uh, two main points of prophetic announcement for this local assembly. Number one, our church is at the brink of a new season of ministry. Number two, the spirit of God is prompting us to break new ground. Amen. In other words, the realm is a mother. Amen. Not a tomb, but a womb. And birthing will begin after the gestation period. And God is preparing us and concealing us in the gestation And uh, there are signs of expectancy and uh, some of the immediate towns around, little places around. God is letting us, you know, show our face. Amen. And they could see that we have maternity clothes on. But that's all right. You can yet get around town. You can shop with your maternity clothes on. Have you done that, mothers? I think you have. Amen. Amen. Thank God and our church, amen, must go about even in the gestation, even in the preparation period. We do things. Jesus in the preparation period went out and did certain things. And uh, he, he had to rebuke his own mother one time. And, uh, you know, that was before turning the water to wine. Amen. Thank God. And uh, little uh, glimpses of glory happened before his, quote unquote, public ministry. But God does help us to have on the job training and he's preparing us for something else. And while he's preparing us for something else, he must shake us loose from our familiarity. We get cozy and comfortable in our comfort zone and we begin to stay cemented in that cocoon. But God wants to shake us free of that and let us know there's a bigger, broad up scope now. And he's stretching us. Amen. Helping us exercise and stretch our spiritual muscles and we must be 
ready to go where he sends us. We are going to be obedient on the um, short term trainings on the job that he has us to do for he's getting us ready even for a greater work. We have to be amen wise and seeking the counsel of the Lord, seeking his face while it yet may be found, calling him while he's near. There comes a time when God seems to be silent. But God had already said what he was going to say, and you should have heard. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. When you turn a deaf ear, you're hardening your heart. When you say, uh-uh, 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 can't be me. Not me, then who? Couldn't be, then who? Ah, the Holy Ghost don't have time for all, all of that. He's, he's not going to strive long with man. Amen. He's going to move on. And sometimes uh, the talent you should have been uh, using will be taken from you and given to somebody else who's doing a lot with the little bit they got. Amen. And then you have to wait your turn once again for the short yellow bus to come around. It'll come around, but it's going to take a minute. Amen. You're going to be amen sitting there in loaded bar in silence. And I don't hear the voice of the Lord, 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 Lord. But God said, I already said it. Do the first works over. Amen. Do your first works excellently. Then I will ready you once again, remediate you, bring you up to specs because now you, you lost how to walk and not be weary, run and not faint. I got to reteach you some stuff. Amen. You don't remember how to listen to me. And I, I'm not going to speak like the world is doing all this sensationalism. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come to you in a still small voice. You're not going to be ready for me. You, you're ready for the sensational clamor and glamour of the world. But that is not going to lead you into the straight and narrow. That's the broad way. And many find that way because it's loud and sexy and glamorous. Uh, but God seems plain Janish and uh, just boring and an obscurity. The same old little paved road. Where's the party at? Oh, it's lit over there and the grass looks greener. And then we go running over to Hither's way. My God. But God is saying, stay put. Stay the course. Though it tarry, wait for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, number one is our church is at the brink of a new season of ministry. This startling announcement is pregnant with spiritual significance. It marks a distinct turning point in Jesus' dealing with Israel in the scripture. Mary and her sons represented the nation of Israel, Jesus' blood relations. Up to now, he had limited his ministry largely to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Seems like we've been preaching to each other and amen and then we can't seemingly box our way out of a paper bag but God's saying it's, it's going to come a time now when you don't preach to Pookie and them now you got to preach to other folk amen there's some Irish Pookies we need to talk to there's some Russian Pookies some Asian Pookies some Chicano Pookies, Latino uh, uh, Pookies, my God. And he's going to let us know there are other cultures. Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach what? All the Pookies. Amen. All nations. Baptize in them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe some of the things. It's not subject to negotiation. He what commanded us. 
And Jesus knew that uh, his time is brief with his brethren and them. And his scope was to save the whole world. He didn't say, I'm, a, I'm the light of Israel. No, he said, I'm the light of the what? World. Amen. Realm of agape. You're not just a light to Pookie and them. We are light to the world. Amen. And God is going to stretch our legs and our arms and our, our vision. The fog is going to lift and we're going to be able to see for miles down and we're going to be enabled by him to reach. Amen. Into the far reaches. Amen. And amen. We could do a lot with a little bit. That's how God works. He used that woman with the two cent. Amen. And taught a whole world how to give, how to worship. Amen. Thank God she put her two cents in and the world changed and shifted its atmosphere. Hallelujah. God is calling for us to put our two cent in. Realm, we might have only two cent, but let's put it in. Hallelujah. Let's do what God commissioned for us to do. Oh, but we only got this amount and this and that amount. Oh, we, we sound like Gideon. Oh, we sound like everybody God called. Who, me? Couldn't be. Then who? And we're looking at God and pointing to our chest. Me? Yes, you. My God. And it uh, seems like we can't fit into those shoes. We're not supposed to be able to fit into them. Amen? You give a little baby a, a, a college investment, they don't know what to do with that. But we're setting it aside until they know what to do with it. Amen? And if they know what to do with it, that doesn't mean they're going to have access completely to it because there are rules and regulations. Amen. You don't just dip into God's cookie jar and think you could just get in there with your dirty hands. God says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your heart because you're not going to use it right. We got to go right. We got to go stepping right. We got to learn the word of God and got to be real tight. Amen. We can't, amen, look left and right. Hallelujah. And it's not by feeling and earthly sight, but by God's spirit. We got to move by God's spirit. We got to learn from Jesus's testimony here. His ministry largely was to the lost sheep all around about the Pukis of Israel. Now, but now it was becoming clear that his own people would not have him. Isn't that something? You know, some uh, family members will not have him. My God, maybe they won't readily have them, but we got to keep on keeping on. We got to keep praying and believing for them, but we got to keep praying and believing for other folk, too. We can't just give all our pearls to the dead end. No, we got to go out and reach all folk. Amen. And advance God's kingdom. Don't just spin our wheels on uh, the family treadmill. We got to get off the treadmill and make some progress and get somewhere. Amen. Amen. So instead of bowing. To their Messiah, the Pharisees, what did they do? They accused him. My God. They, they accused him of something really bad, of being controlled by the devil. Isn't that something? Folks will get a new theology, some kind of uh, poetic license somebody had felt one day. I don't know. Maybe their pork sandwich went down the right way that time. And now they're feeling pretty good and they have a new vision. Oh, I hear something God is saying. It's not printed in the canonized word. This is more than the canonized word. Be careful of that. It's more than the canonized word business. Now they got room to say whatever, develop whatever and teach whatever. My God, and it's a wide open field. Broad is the way that leads to death. My God, that road that folks are walking on, that, that wide road, it's a teaching. It's a doctrine. And those doctrines are wide open. And it's a false teaching. 
And they're thinking God has has uh, now released to them to say that which hardly nobody else knows. And they are only privy to it. Uh, and the Holy Ghost has cornered the market for them to do whatever and say whatever and control whomever. And, you know, the devil is bold like that. He'll say that I will fool the one very elect if it's possible. He'll try to get you to turn around. Folks who's singing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. He'll try to get them to turn back. He said, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, but I'm going to get you. It may be a long time. It may not be today, tomorrow, next week. Oh, but I'm going to get you. He tries to work his his will and his little whimsical, uh, wacky ways. And he's going to, amen, camp all about like the enemy does in the military. Camp all about and study and study and study. Eventually, he's going to stop uh, lifelines from flowing. And then you're going to depend on him for the lifeline. And then he's going to misfeed you, misguide you miseducate you my god make you malnourished and now you're depending on him and and he's gonna withdraw his hand and make you starve my god and now he's gonna weaken you and he has already brought you into obscurity and uh he has now alienated you now he's gonna annihilate you my god and that's how the devil works. But realm of agape, we have to be wise in the counsels of the Lord. We must be wise as a serpent. That devil is as a serpent on the ground. We got to know what he's all about. We got to know what our enemy is up to. Let's, yes, be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Amen. We have to love the way Jesus loved. And we, we're going to get little bruises here and there. When you love, you get bruises. Loving, that's, that's taking a risk. Oh, somebody might scratch on you. Somebody might bite on you. My God, they're going to rip uh, skin open at your ankles and, and they're going to try to, you know, make you get tripped up and make you stop, make you stymied and stupid. Uh, but God is saying, stay the course. My lamp, uh, yes, is still lit. And the light that I'm holding in my hand is still lit. God's word is what's still lit. And, and amen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm aware of what new season is upon us and where we're headed in it. And we have to know the will of the Lord, church. We have to know what God is saying. Yes, your water didn't break yet. You got to keep on moving. It's not time to give birth yet. God is yet keeping us from falling in this gestation period. We got to keep moving to step number two. The Spirit of God is prompting us to break new ground. Much as a mother breaks that water, the water gets broke and birth happens. My God. So now Jesus announces a new order of things as he did in the scriptures we read. Henceforth, his ties with Israel would not be the controlling factor in his outreach. We can't let family in them and pookie them misguide us. My God, we got to think about the worldwide vision of God. Amen. He's got some things for us to do, and we got to stop limiting ourselves to our family ties. We have a bigger tie. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. I hope the family is tied together, what? In Christian love. I'm not talking about the label that people use and say, I'm a Christian. But meanwhile, you see them doing all kind of unchristian like things, saying all unchristian like things, doing all unchristian like things, my God, laying in beds that don't belong to them, my God, 
All kind of things folks are doing, using their money incorrectly, scratching all kind of cards off at the 7-Eleven, amen, instead of filling out the tithe envelope. My God, folks are using their economies incorrectly, not the way God said to do it. My God, he wants everything holy. Yes, he does. Now, through Jesus's compassionate heart, thank God, he would plead with his Hebrew countrymen. Chapter 12 signals an unmistakable uh, break with Israel. The outcome is now clear. We're almost done. Israel will not have him. So he will uh, return to those who will. Blood relationships will be superseded by spiritual considerations. You better consider that prophetic word right there. Obedience to God will bring men and women, whether Jews or Gentiles, into vital relationship with him. What kind of relationship? A dead one? No. Vital. Amen. The umbilical cord has not been severed. Amen. There is a biological nourishment going on. God is feeding. Amen. In this gestation period, he's giving us what we need. So before leaving this incident, we should mention two points concerning the mother of Jesus. First, it is evident that Mary did not occupy any place of special privilege as far as access into his presence was concerned. Think about it. Second, the mention of Jesus's brothers strikes a blow at the teaching that Mary was a perpetual virgin. There are doctrines out there that teach that. The implication is strong that these were actual sons of Mary, and therefore we call them half-brothers of our Lord Jesus. As true Christians, we will never venerate Mary. Amen? We do not venerate her. She's our sister girl. She's not our God. Amen? So, you know what? Jesus will always have that place reserved in my heart to give him the highest praise. I had to learn it as a young man. I was praying to Mary holding those prayer beads and my mother and father still had contention and challenges in the domestic world that I had to go back home to. My God. And I said, I don't know. This Mary thing is not working out too good. Amen and amen. Even then God was talking to me. Amen. So it became more clear as the family uh, moved and then we joined a Christian church and um, God saved the whole family. Started with my father. Amen. And then the whole family went on in, went up to the altar to be saved. And the preacher, Reverend Coates, my God, the late Reverend Coates said the whole family is up here to, to, to accept Jesus and to join the church. My God. And uh, they put us in the Sunday school classes. They were putting my father in the adult class. He said, no, I want to be in the children's class. I don't know anything. That's how humble he was. Sat with the little kids singing the little kids songs. He would come home with them songs. Amen. Thank God. And they were like, Brother Jackson, wait, this is a different kind of fella. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he got a good grip on God and he got the point. Childlike faith was placed in his heart. Amen. And he moved up in the ranks rather quickly in the Holy Ghost. And before long, he found a call to preach, my God. And he would go places that no man has gone before, my God. 
he was on the spirit trek. Amen. Thank God. <laughs> but I thank God for that. I became a true Christian at nine years old. Amen. And, I, and after that, no more veneration of Mary. No, no, no. It was all about Jesus. Amen. And I give him the praise. Amen. All these years now at 60 years old, still blessing the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And my wife and I, the mother of my only two kids. Amen. And thank God I can testify about that because Satan was going to work on me to have a different testimony. But I said, she's the mother of my only two kids. Amen. Listen very carefully. Hallelujah. And we taught our kids through our life. Prayer is essential. It's important. It's it's for the vital relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I can hear them. Amen. Now becoming uh, the adults that they are. And now they're, they're being weaned away from us and being amen, placed completely into the hands of the spirit. And they, they need to be what? Spirit controlled. Thank God. And when you're birthed, you're kicking and screaming and whatnot. And there's some turmoil in the transition. But amen. We're, we're praying them through the transition and they got to see God. They got to hear God. They got to move with God. Amen. He's got to be amen. The one who fills them, the one who speaks through them. We want to have conversations with them. Oh, what is God saying? What did God say to you the other day? Oh, my goodness. And we talk about what God has said. This is what we want to do, church. We want the next generations to hear the voice of the Lord. Are they able to do that? And the devil could mimic as though it's the voice of the Lord when it's our own voice or his voice or the voice of the culture calling. There are all those callings, but we need to only humble ourselves to the most high calling. A charge to keep, I have a God to glorify. It's the high calling of God. We want his voice to rule and reign. Then we will know the role that we have in the church. And this is where we're at before we close. So as a mother, spiritual birthing place, you know, in other words, ministry pioneer. Think about it. And you have to be in good standing, good health. Not eating incorrectly, right? Should a, an expecting mother be drinking, right? No way, right? My God. Soon as they find out, oh, you, you're expecting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got to pull this out. Uh, don't drink that. Amen. And uh, we're, we're expecting all the time to see Jesus. Isn't that right? So we need not be inebriated with the teachings of the fallen world. We need not be inebriated even naturally that it impedes the thought processes. My God, it kills the brain cells, I tell you. My God, stay away from all this CBD oil. Yes, I said it. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You don't need to be smoking the gunji, man. No, leave Mary Jane alone. Put the roach down. My God, put the weed down. Put that reef down you don't need it I got the peace of the Lord and if I keep my mind stayed on him I don't have to have a high mind from some chemical and you know what my affections are placed where Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God you can't get no higher than that I walk around on a high how about that I'm always high baby I don't need CBD my God 
Hallelujah. And God, if I keep my mind on him, he keeps me, as he said in the word, in perfect peace. I don't need the sign of the broken cross from the 70s and that baby boomer generation breaking off from their parents to do whatever and say whatever. You break away from the church. I want to do whatever I think is pleasing unto me. And now, instead of holy head knowledge, they began to have unholy hip knowledge. And the sexual revolution began. My God. Sex parties and drinking and stuff. My God. And having those, amen, wild rock and roll concert orgies and whatnot. My God. God is calling for us to stay sober, be vigilant. Uh, for our adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Amen. So we got to be like a clean mother that is not uh, just selfish and wants to feel her feelings, but she's thinking about the new life that's in her. Joyfully appreciate your God-given role realm. We got to do like a mother. Be lovingly diligent in discipleship. What to expect when you're expecting. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. Lead a life of worship and prayerfulness. Amen. That's easier said than done. You may not feel like it, but you got to do it anyway. We got to drag our rusty, dusty soul into the presence of God. And then when we get there, we're not going to want to leave there. Such was I kicking and screaming, didn't want to go to the prayer meeting. And one of the older mothers, you know, she dragged me on in. She lulled me in with a mint first and, and sweet talk. Sweet talk, a mint. She just conned me on in there. A Holy Ghost con. Amen. Uh, I can only stay a minute. All right. That's all Lord need. Come on in, son. All right. You can yeah, submit to the minute. And uh, I sat there all grumpy. She said, well, just, just, just get on our knees. Be on our knees now. I said, all right, I'll get on my knees then. Gosh, you know, had a little attitude, whatever. And as they start singing and the Holy Ghost got in my heart and to the, the notes hit my strings in my heart and God tuned me up to heaven because I was way out of tune. Amen. And after a while, one minute became five, 10, 20. Amen. And I, it got real good. And I was feeling that I was getting cleansed. Amen. And delivered and set free and filled again. Amen. Beyond capacity with a baptismal portion. And God, amen, amen. He, he revived my soul. Amen. Unto righteous thoughts once again. And mother said, uh, you got to go. Don't you got to go? No, I don't have to go yet. Mother, I'm good. Amen. Thank God. I done been turned around by Jesus. Hallelujah. So I thank God for the praying mothers, the praying women. We got one in here, Mother Irene. I thank God for you. She prayed for me. Amen. Amen. That's when my waistline was much thinner. And uh, she must have knew that because she fixed me a couple of chicken dinner plates. Amen. And that chicken was good. My God. That's when Lisa and I, amen, weren't even yet, my fiancés, real good. Thank God. Then not far down the road, we became fiancés, amen, and uh, the chicken plate still kept coming, amen. So, and prayers. She said, keep the prayer wheel turning. And always had that prayerful, glorious smile on her face. So I thank God for her. Realm of Agape, we got to be like that to the world. The world's not ready. They're kicking and screaming against it, but we got to lull them on in, kill them with kindness. In loving kindness have I drawn you. We got to be like a prayerful mother. Amen. I thank God. Lisa, you got the trait. Amen. 
Elder Gwen, you got the train. Amen. I see it. Hallelujah. These women are here faithfully working, and I thank God for them. So as a mother, guys, uh, in, the, in the Lord, I'm saying, guys, like, you know, mankind, <laughs> as a mother, spiritual birthing place, ministry pioneer, you heard what we must do. Be joyful. Appreciate God and, and, and our given role and uh, uh, be loving, diligent in discipleship. Lead a life of worship and prayerfulness. Here's what you better not do. Do not nurture idolatry. You got it? Amen. And idolatry can have many forms. Do not cradle a troubled spirit. Uh, for example, one of the biggest ones is being fearful. The fearful will not have their part with God, but they will have their part in the lake, in the lake that burneth with fire and, and brimstone. Uh, I looked in, in the Bible at the who's who in hell. And there was a list. One of them was the effeminate and another one was the fearful. And there was a whole list. Party fool. Want to get drunk all the time. Amen. The wrong kind of oiliness. Young people like to say I'm oily. You know, they got the anointing of God all flowing in their life. Some are oily because they got the CBD going on. Amen. That's the wrong oil. Amen. We cannot cradle a troubled spirit. We cannot be demonically cruel, vindictive. I got to get back. Oh, you did it to me. Oh, I'm going to get you back. I see a lot of that in those women channels, uh, Lifetime Movie Club. I joined it because, you know, they got less degrading things about women. But women must like to see drama sometimes. I don't know, because they got a lot of drama stuff going on in some of those movies. You know, uh, who did it to who? Who going to get back? And who kidnapped whom? Amen. Uh, the boyfriend that wasn't such a good boyfriend and all kind of movies like that. Amen. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but we got to stay away from being demonically cruel. And the last one, be pridefully pushy god doesn't like that that means you are scheming you know he does not want us being schemers church we can't be schemers now baiting and switching right bait and switch churches are doing that oh come to the barbecue oh here's a track you know you know we were getting people in there and some are having block parties and then, then the tracks seem to uh, make people want to go away so they put the tracks away and just began to play and now there's just barbecues and butt bumping and stuff my god and nobody's amen witnessing anymore what has gone on and they got a church full of folk ready to have fun carnal fun wicked spiritual kind of fun and we're born in shape with that you don't got to teach babies how to dance put some boogaloo music on and watch the little diaper go bouncing Knees go to bending and twisting and everything. You've seen it, right, mother? You don't got to train them. We're born with that. Amen. But we got to learn what holiness is all about. See, there's a job in holiness. You got to be a yoke fellow with Christ. And he pushes us through it. He does most of the work, but he wants us to do something. We got to do something. We got to say, yes, Lord. We got to obey him. Lay aside every weight. We got to pray without ceasing. There's stuff we got to what? Do. Read the word and meditate on it day and night. There's stuff we got to do. Keep a song, a hymn, a spiritual song. Make melody in your heart. There's stuff, what? We got to do. 
See, this difficult analogy describes the moral reformation that took place in Israel as a result of the ministries of John the Baptist and Jesus. You know, these were cousins. The Reformation, however, was not genuine. In Matthew 3, 7 through 10, you will notice that. Therefore, Israel's unbelief and hardness of heart were worse than before. People today have the same trouble because Jesus is not really their all and out Lord. He was not made their savior in a genuine way, the way the Bible would have it. This is a call to let Jesus completely have his way in your life today. He wants to birth a new mind, a new heart, and a new spirit within each and every one of us. Your new facade will match the new you that is on the inside. God works from inside out. Amen. And the flesh likes to work from outside in. You're not going to make somebody be a Christian by changing how they look and how they talk. Amen. Because how they walk is still there in the heart. And God needs to cleanse the heart. You will not be uh, whitewashed when you are real in God, but you're going to be washed white. You get the difference? Amen. Because you could paint over dirt and it looks good for a minute. But we need to just be washed for real so we could be clean for real. If there is anything that must be turned over to Jesus, we need to turn it over today for a genuine newness, the birth of a new freedom to live our divinely purposed existence. Is our soul worth it? Amen. Let's stand. Amen. And receive the Holy Ghost. He's going to breathe in every one of us afresh. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. May your spirit lead us and guide us. Oh, God, help us to be made over according to your spirit. It's by your spirit, says the Lord. It's by his spirit. Amen. It's not by might, power, not by what we have, you know, talents to do or say, but it's about the Holy Ghost coming in and making us new. He's going to train us how to walk when we're born newly. He's got to train us how to walk and how to talk. Thank God. But first we have to shut up and sit down. We have to sit down before the feet of the rabbi and be trained. Amen. He's going to lead us and guide us and and give us the holy wisdom of God. And then he will enable us to stand whatever wind of doctrine comes. That's not like his. We will. Amen. Withstand the wiles of the devil and we will stay submitted to God and we will be enabled by him to resist the devil and he will flee. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We will sit before the master, learn. He will make us able to stand. Who shall be able to stand? Sit, walk, and stand. We will walk and not be weary, run and not faint. Hallelujah. God is enabling us, each and every one, those who have given over proclivities, things that you do in your mind. Uh, there's a certain thought process that, that trips you up, that easily besets you. God is going to give you a new way to think. The atmosphere around you may not change, but inside of you, your soul's atmosphere is going to change. And we cannot let people emotionally bully us. We cannot let people theologically bully us, especially in the wrong theology. My God, 
We want God's will to be done. His spirit rule and reign. The Holy Ghost is the revealer of the truth in the unadulterated word of God. The seducing spirits out there, the doctrine of demon pushers, are pushing uh, the teachings that come from an adulterated word of God. They changed it and they're pushing it. And when they get to a part of the word that doesn't jive right with their word, they're going to change the word of God. And they have a Bible that's full of holes. We call it the Swiss cheese version. (laughs) But God wants to fill up all those gaps. Yes, he's going to do like Isaiah said. He's going to fill the valleys. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. By his spirit. We thank you, Lord. Whatever idol we have, we think we're, oh God, able to do exceeding abundantly above what everybody else could ask or think because our theology is bigger and better and better than everybody else's. We have built our own castle and our own idol and God wants to tear that down. Every high place must be brought down. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Yes, sometimes there's crookedness in us and we need to be straightened up. So we could fly right in God, walk straight up and be devote to the Lord. We thank God. God, there's roughness in us. We, we had a rough way, made our bed hard here and there. But God's going to smooth it over, heal us so that the callousness, oh God, will be relieved. And we will be now enabled by God to be molded and made over on that ceramic wheel from heaven. The potter's wheel. We got to get back on there and let God form, reform. Yes, reformation must happen in the name of of Jesus. Cultivate us for the new day ahead. New birthing ground, new ministry ground. We're going to move forward in the expediency of the Holy Spirit. For this, we will be forever grateful and blessed and thank you. Praise your name. So, oh God, we want you to know that we are honored that you want us to advance your kingdom. Use us to advance your kingdom. We thank you, Lord. Everything we need to do to change, let it be so. In Jesus' holy, mighty name, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and consider it done. We thank you, Lord, for new souls. We thank you, Lord. You're going to use us to witness every day. Use us. Help us to explain the hope that lies within us to someone. We, we are claiming a soul for each one of us, a new soul to come to Jesus. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website www.roagape.org We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.